A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Meredith Callahan. Why, thank you very much. It's always nice to start my day with a serenade. Brilliant. It's your morning. It's my afternoon. I'm sitting in Rome in Italy in the WordLift office. Uh, where are you sitting? Miami, Florida. Brilliant. Miami, Florida, where it's always warm and the alligators roam on the streets. Yes. And, um, and this month, it feels like I'm walking around in a wet sauna. <laughs> We're having a <laughs> heat where it's very warm, especially even for Miami and super humid as usual. So yeah, my Brilliant. skin, I, can you t- I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very um, humidified <laughs> lately. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't see it in the camera. You look mm-hmm. perfectly normal from my perspective. Now, I'm going to quickly go into the brand search, which is my favorite thing. So uh, what I always do is look up my brand, my sorry, my guests on Google. We call that the brand SERP, the search engine results page for your name. And if we show that first slide, um, what we managed to find was that we got a knowledge panel, that little thing on the right-hand side for this event, CaliCube Tuesdays with Meredith Callagher. And for people interested in knowledge panels, we've got the Facebook group. Please do join us on the Facebook group. And you can see at the top there, you've got KGMID equals slash G slash 11T7SMHSQX. That is the Google's ID for this event. Oh, wow. And I thought that was as far as it would go. But if we look at the next slide, I found the KGMID, Google's unique ID for you as a person. And it's that one at the top, slash G, slash 11, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And on mobile phones, it produces that box that you can see, which mm-hmm. is completely empty, except for your photo. That's what I call a sprout. So Google has an ID for you, but it doesn't have enough information or enough confidence in that information to display it on a Google result. Interesting. So, once it, it's my day to day, every day I'm working on this, and we have the Facebook group, the Facebook group. So please, everybody who's interested, come and join us. And the idea is basically trying to see how we can get Google to understand who we are and what we do, so that we get that knowledge panel on the right hand side of desktop search when people search your name. Uh, and you're you're on your way, um, but it's a very first baby step. Sorry, go ahead. Right, because the picture is there, but not the words. Yeah, yeah, I first sure need to come join the Facebook group. I think I will do that today. <laughs> Brilliant. Great. Uh-huh. That's great ad- advertising for us. So you've taken the first baby step without realizing it, and the next steps are actually pretty simple, and that's what the Facebook group is all about. It's to s- support people with the simple process of helping Google to understand so that it can show the knowledge panel. So we're going to be talking today about the conversion copywriting framework that will make your life so much easier. I'm really interested in this because we have copywriting. We don't have a framework. We suffer. We we create great content, but we suffer to get to the end product, waste a lot of time, a lot of resources. And I think we could do it much, much better. And hopefully you can explain to me how we can do that. Before we get going, just a really quick word from the sponsors. I'm here with uh, at WordLift's office. They're the, in, they're the partners for the CaliCube Tuesday series, if we could show the video. Um, the CaliCube Tuesday series is always produced in partnership with WordLift, and I love this little diagram that they've, this illustration, sorry, they've got those three characters for their um, AI tool for SEO. And the headline sponsor is actually CaliCube ourselves. So we're headline sponsoring our own event because we have three solutions for your brand SERP. Beginners, the brand SERP book, 
for intermediates. We've got the brand set courses. I'm halfway through recording the knowledge panel course, which will be released in October. And for advanced users, we have the SaaS platform. Please do contact us if you want to know more about those. CaddyCube, it's all about your brand set. Now, back to the topic of the day, which is the copywriting framework. Now, the first thing I want to ask is, is this going to be technical or is it all about human beings? Uh, it is both. <laughs> it's Ooh. a little bit of both, yeah. <laughs> it's not real technical. I've got three, it's three steps to my uh, creating, um, to my framework. And right. it involves a lot of human inter um, interaction. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, the thing about content is with AI tools, I mean, WordLift do some AI-generated content, and it's great. And Andrea Volpini, who's the boss here, talks about the dance between humans and machines. So using machines to help humans take a step forwards, but not relying on machines, because human content creation is always going to resonate more with our audience. Would you agree? Agreed. Yeah, I actually have some recent experience with that. I uh, tried one of the AI software tools for blog posts. We, um, I share a blog post once a week on my uh, website, MeredithCallaher.com. And it's about building her, it's called building her business. So I just talked about ways I built the business. And I have a young blog writer that helps me. Like sometimes we do, we tag team. Sometimes she writes the article first mm -hmm. with my idea and I edit or I write it and she edits. And I decided I wanted some more advanced um, articles. So I gave her a topic and signed her up for it with a subscription service with AI. And um, and it just it didn't work out because mm. I realized that she didn't have the knowledge. It was about um, and it, Facebook ads, possibly, or, or a specific mm. tool on Facebook ads. And if you put a person without the knowledge with the technology, the technology doesn't produce the complicated blog article that I wanted. You needed, we needed both the, the, the human with the education on right. this specific topic plus the um, AI working together. So that was interesting to me. So I canceled yeah. that for now because so, it, I think I could have done it with the um, AI, but um, that wasn't what I was looking, you know, that wasn't what I was looking for. I, I think that's a really important point to remember. The AI doesn't actually understand what it's saying. It mm -hmm. simply predicts what the next word will be in a series of words, and it builds from this prediction of what's the next word within this topic that I would need to write. Right. Uh, it doesn't understand what it's saying, and without the uh, human input, you're always going to come up with something that, that doesn't resonate, doesn't make sense, and it isn't 100% the content that you need for your audience. Exactly. Yeah. So you need the human input for sure. Now, I really liked what you said about the tag team idea. Now, that's one thing I'd like to start talking about is yeah. having having a tag team. Because if I, what I generally do is say to somebody within my team, can you write this piece of content? Here's the topic. Research it. Write it. And then I will come around and cor cor correct it. But you're exactly. suggesting that perhaps it could be framework written by me and then built out by somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I think um, because... Um, well, I love, we, we wrote like 52 articles that were more wow. broad and basic Yeah, once a week. Not, not, but just covering the basis. But, mm -hmm. um, but now that we are getting 
uh, and, and it worked where I gave her a topic, just like you're talking about. She went and wrote it. And then I edited, right, for content more. I don't really like to edit for the, I'm not the grammar police, meaning that I know that, like, I <laughs> I tell her, like, make sure you do all your, your policing before you send it to me. But, um, but now I think what's going to work, and we've tried this a few times, is if I jot down the meat of the article, but, um, and I actually love to write, maybe you might too, but just just for time purposes to save my time, just write it down. If it's not in complete sentences, that's okay. And really mm. give her the meat and then she make it pretty. And oh, sorry, I got excited and tipped over my microphone. Um, she <laughs> well, makes that's what, this, that's what this program is all about. It's people getting enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, so that's working that, um, we actually haven't posted an article like that where I wrote the meat, but it's coming. And, um, mm. and I, I've, I'm happy with. I'm more happy with that than what what was happening with the AI. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. 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 Hundred percent. And and the, the the whole kind of thing about c- copywriting is when you're faced with a blank sheet of paper and just a title, it's very mm-hmm. difficult to get started. And right. would you suggest kind of just writing down a really quick list without the the the, the structure, yeah, and then sending it yeah. to somebody else? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, cause we employ smart people like that. You just, if you give them direction and you give them the, the meat of what you want to make sure the reader understands, um, they, they can usually put it into a, a nice structure or at least. Right. Yeah. And you, you're talking about smart people. And one of the things I kind of was, was looking at in the description that you sent us for this episode is how do you find those smart people? How do you how do you figure out when you're interviewing somebody that this person is going to be a somebody that you're easy that's going to be easy to get on with? And B create great copywriting. Um, well, I think it's the the stories that they tell you while you're um, if they are able to make a point like and explain themselves. And uh, so I listened for their stories. I also like to see a sample of their work. And for me, it was helpful um, that she's had some training or he or she's had some training in the um, in the area that I'm hiring them for. And I mean, because there's uh, entrepreneurs often or people that are service providers, you know, we are often a jack of all trades, um, but it was helpful for me to make sure she had, at least even if she hadn't worked in the field, because this um, woman was a new college graduate, at least she'd taken some classes and heard the concepts before. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is something kind of, it just occurred to me, a lot of the time, copywriters will be writing about masses of different topics. How important is the, the the idea that they actually know what they're talking about before they start I don't writing? I think it always is if they have a framework. And but for um, my blog that was focusing on marketing, digital marketing techniques, um, you know, a good copywriter. I, I just wanted them to be, make sure we always gave good information. And I think that there are good writers that can make something sound good, but if they don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> um, like the meat of it can't be. Um, right. transferred to the reader. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I would, um, you know, do, how, how technical you want your, your um, contractor. Content. If, yeah, if you want it technical, then you need to make sure that they at least have a good basis or, sure. or have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking about a three-step framework. Do you want to walk me yeah. through them in yeah, a, in and a and logical a, manner? Yeah, and it's, um, um, the first step is to, 
write out a full brand story for your business. Um, oh. and, and a lot of people skip that part because they just want to um, get to the marketing piece, like to get the pieces delivered. But I really suggest that every business owner, when you are um, starting out or revamping your marketing, you know, you think to come up with your brand, your logo. I mean, I'll see this in a brand guide. You have your logo and your fonts and your colors and you mm -hmm. put it in a brand, maybe your head, some images of the brand. But I think you should really put a, um, a beautifully written, like very thought out, succinct brand story right there with your brand guide. So then when you hire people um, to write some copy for you or you write it for yourself, you they have they can see the the brand story approved. And I like um, to use the um, the brand story that Donald Miller uh, in building your story band. Um, that he suggests, and that is to put the customer, write the customer as the hero of your brand story and you, the business owner, as your guide. And what the brand, your brand, is really a promise, the promise that that customer will fulfill for him or herself when he interacts with your guide, right? And right. Um, yeah, and so um, I have a, a cheat for that is there... Donald Miller offers a free website called My Story Brand, and you can go there and um, write your write your brand story. Um, he helps you detail out all the important parts and put it together, and you end with a transformation statement, a um, customer's transformation statement, where they were before they worked with you, and then um, where they'll be when they finish. And that transformation statement is actually the second piece of my framework. Where it's to take your transformation statement because and your call to action, um, how people can work with you and put it everywhere online. Um, so mm, sorry, I need a water. Um, and it also becomes your elevator pitch. So every when you meet people at the local um chamber of commerce meeting or whatever, um, you want to. So my my pit my transformation statement, for instance, is um, I help online uh, female course creators and online coaches expand their reach and explode their sales with digital ads. If I shorten it down, oh, okay. um, and, which is, uh, as you say, a very good ele elevator pitch. You only need to go one floor for that one. Yeah, right. Short and thing, and and then and then on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Um, anywhere, um, maybe on the, my, the top of the SERP, when you help me figure out how to get that knowledge box, uh, you know, fill it out. Mm. You will, I will have that sentence plus the call to action, what I want people to do next, which is click this button. It, we, you would point to it on Instagram. On LinkedIn, you can write it on the headline. Go to MeredithCallagher.com and book mm. a call, book a free call. So, um yeah, so that is the... But that, 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 that's step two, and it, it's it's basically deciding what your elevator pitch is. And my elevator pitch is probably 15 floors. Yours is one floor. So I right. need to reduce mine by about 15 times so that I can do the pitch between floors three and four uh, before the, the important client gets out of the left. It's good. Uh, and, and have a call to action, which is something I think we miss out on a great deal, especially on social media, is we're mm -hmm. talking to somebody on a different platform and we need to give them a call to action, say, this is what we can provide for you. This is, the, this is where you are going to 
a benefit from working with us and this is what you need to do. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. And, and to really not forget, like we're talking about conversion copywriting framework, but that's why um, uh, many places on, on on the digital world, you're only given a few sentences. And sure, it's when you're able to expand. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that next. Where you put what, but but you want to um, be consistent. Most places, I think. I don't know as much. I, I'm what I know about the SERP and um, mm-hmm. SEO is uh, scratches the surface, maybe. But but I know that it's important. I think it's important for Google that you're consistent every in, in a lot of places, right? And no. um, uh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, being consistent, being on topic, sticking to your message is incredibly important. In SEO, traditionally, it hasn't been such an incredibly important point. But the more Google moves forward, the more it has these knowledge panels, the more it understands. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a great advocate of consistency across the board. So what you're saying is something that I 100% agree with. It's saying figure out what your elevator pitch is, what your transformative statement is, your call to action, and repeat it everywhere. Exactly. And people are quite scared of that idea of repetition. I bet. But I think if you take go back to the first step of if you um, really take time to build out your brand story and you feel confident about – because you'll see it's, not, it's actually not that hard, especially when you go and you um, – basically are filling in the blanks that I gave you, but when you, cause you're going to brainstorm all of your potential customers, like um, pain points where they are before they work with you. And then all the benefits that you provide to the person once they, um, you guide them through working with you that you start, you do start to feel confident. You're like, yes, this is, you narrow down to that transformation statement. And then it, it's, it's easy. Like you have more confidence to just be repetitive everywhere. I think. Yeah, and I, I get caught out a lot with the idea that I think, oh, I need to serve this person for that problem and this person for another problem, and I can do this for that person. I end up with all these different messages and mm-hmm. can't decide where to focus. Now, is it a better idea to just say, well, I need to pick on just one market, or is it another idea potentially just to try to cover them all with an umbrella statement? I think it's um, better to to go as go narrow if you can't for a couple of reasons one it helps you be more clear just like you're saying like it's easier to um it's easier to make a story when you narrow down and also your marketing comes across more clear like you always know what to say you're not trying to guess should i talk to this person or that person and 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 the truth is if with my statement like i can help in fact i have um uh, I'm about to work with a local attorney that ha- is an immigration attorney here in Miami, and we're going to run ads for her, and it's going to be awesome. She wants to target employers that mm. want to give help people come work with her. But that she was not in my transformation statement. I said I help online um, coaches and, yeah. and course creators. But the fact that she's been attracted to my marketing and she like she she, she um. comes and asks me. Hey, do you think you could help me too? And yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to work with her, but it was just because she saw that she could fit into what I was saying that we ended mm. up um, it, like, I really think it will make your life easier if you can be more clear and narrow down, but if I'm you focused people, then um, they'll find you too. Yeah. And, and it is a good point is that maybe what I'm also doing is underestimating other people's imagination in the sense mm-hmm. that they can see through a message that isn't directly uh, directed at them. 
that they yeah. might fit into that mindset or that offer. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Oh, and what was step three then? Because you, well, you started to mention it and, yeah. and finished off step two. Step three, and there's um, there. So step three is to looking at the customer value journey and deciding which piece of your brand story you need to use where. So there are several different um, customer value maps on the website on the World Wide Web that you can find. I um, and. I, I've looked at digital marketers um, because I was certified with them as an ad specialist, but um, digital marketer calls it nine steps where that when first, when a business is working with a customer first, um, the customers have to become aware of them and then they, they engage with them and then they subscribe to the business, they convert, which means they um, there's a value exchange. They might give you money in, in exchange for what you um, what you give them. Then they get excited and they ascend your value journey, and then they start promoting for you. And then um, the last one is oh, look at what it is very exciting. I know you can't see what I'm doing, but the oh, the last first they start advocating for you. And then the last one is they promote for you. So they basically start oh, selling your service for you. And so if you can have your brand story and I know y'all can do this, but I'll show you what I mean. And then look at the customer value um, journey map. Like I said, you can find lots of them online, customer value mm-hmm. journey, customer map right. and see what you think, what part of your brand story that you have all written out um, needs to be told to the customer to get them to move along. So for awareness, often it is, um, it's really the results that you want to tell. Um, and sometimes it's also the the problems. Like, so you, to make them aware, you might list the, the problems that you know that they're having. And these are like points you might share on social media. Like, um, I don't know if you're a pet yeah. trainer, maybe you show a dog misbehaving, um, right? Yeah. And they, someone can see, oh, that's like my dog. Or you also yeah. show like the, the dog that is behaving, walking next to you. And you're like, the customer says, oh, I wish... Um, like my dog would do that. And then to then to get them to subscribe and convert, that's when you really want to introduce yourself as the guide. Like, who are you? They need to start to trust you. And the way that we do that in with the story brand, and you, if you go fill out your brand story, is um, Donna Miller teaches at, that all the customer really cares about is your authority, and if you can empathize with them. So we don't need right. to know like um, really like that maybe your dad handed down the business to you. And when he started it mm. 45 years ago, like yeah. they don't really care about it. They want to know like what gives you authority could be what's working really well right now is like mm. testimonials from your customers. That is a way to get people to subscribe to your business or to convert because if it worked for somebody else, if you tell your story, you empathize with them. You know, I, um, I can do that because I, um, I've been through it myself. I've been through it. Like I had a course once I needed to sell it. I needed to reach more people. So I hired an ads manager kind of thing. Like, so yeah, so you really look at, and and, I mean, we could go through them all, but I think once you've written your brand story and you look at the customer value journey, you take a moment, you can really start to see where you need to use which part of your story. Right. No, sorry, that just makes a a lot of sense. And and one thing I think we haven't done at Cali Cube is to write the brand story fully. 
mm-hmm. and then figure out with those nine steps that you gave uh, which part of that story fits in and what the messaging needs to be. Um, and it's definitely something, I mean, a shout out to Katrina. We, we need to have a big powwow group meeting and sit down and figure out what our brand story is and apply the that idea of what are we saying to whom at what stage within their journey with us pre and post purchase um which is absolutely brilliant sorry you wanted to add one more thing no no that's it that's exactly it it's that it's it's really important it makes your copywriting so much easier Yeah. Yes, because a huge amount of copywriting is knowing what you want to say and the message you want to give across in the most concise manner possible, mm-hmm. whilst also projecting the entire message, which is what Mark Twain was saying. If I'd had more time, I would have written less, which I absolutely love. Thank yeah. you so much, Meredith. That was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm coming away with lots of ideas and I know the CaliCube team, are, we're, we're going to have a powwow and a sit down and we're going to figure all of this out. Thank you everyone for joining us. That was absolutely delightful with Meredith. And now we're going to introduce next week's show, which is Brooke Chapman. Stop giving strategy away and turn it, turn it into a revenue stream. That's definitely advice that I need. And I know that Brooke is going to be incredibly interesting on that and very helpful to me because I give enormous amounts of strategy away and I would love to turn it into a revenue stream that makes sense for CaliCube. Could you pass the baton, Meredith? Yes, yes, I'm passing it at wrong end. I'm passing it on to Brooke Chapman. <laughs> I can't wait to come listen too. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, We'll see you next week, CaliCube Tuesdays. If you're interested, right in half an hour, it's the WordLift monthly special all about building multilingual e-commerce knowledge graphs with Dorit Haddad, and it's going to be absolutely brilliant, and I'm so enthusiastic about it. It's going to be very geeky. Today's was helpful and pragmatic and practical in terms of copywriting. Later on, it's going to be geeky for people who want to build knowledge graphs. See you soon. Thank you, Meredith. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Meredith.